Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark. We're in the ninth chapter. This is a long chapter here. We're going to pick it up at verse 30 where we left off in the previous episode. It says this, From there they went out and began to go through Galilee. And he, that's Jesus, did not want anyone to know about it. So here we have another uh, situation, another account where Jesus uh, was moving. He's going from town to town. He's proclaiming the kingdom of God. But now he's going through Galilee, and he didn't want anybody to know it. He didn't want the large crowds following him. Well, why is that? Well, the next verse tells us, verse 31, For, F-O-R, he, Jesus, was teaching his disciples and telling them. So they're going through Galilee. They're traveling along the way, and he's got some things he wants to say to them. He has some things that he wants to teach them, some things he needs to communicate. And he doesn't want the distraction of the crowds. <clears throat> don't, don't hear that in the negative sense, okay? But he needed some uh, private time here with them. Here's what he was telling them, verse 31. Jesus said, The Son of Man is to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and when he's been killed, he will rise three days later. So Jesus is telling them point blank that the Son of Man, and that's him, that's how he referred to himself, he says he's going to be delivered. The, the, word, the Greek word actually means betrayed. He's going to be betrayed into the hands of men. So that's the first point that he tells them. And then he tells them this. They're going to kill him. In other words, they're going to kill me. But I got news for you. After they've killed me, I'm going to rise three days later. That's fairly forthright right there. And it's like, okay. Well, did the disciples understand that? <laughs> the next verse. But they did not understand this statement. And they were afraid to ask him. <coughs> Why do they not understand the statement? Well, because of the harsh reality of the statement, because of the impossibility of the statement. Look what he's saying. He's telling them, okay, I'm going to be betrayed. I'm going to be delivered into the hands of men. They're going to kill me. They didn't find that that hard to believe, okay? But that after he's killed, he's going to rise three days later. Does What does rise mean? We've seen in um, uh, other situations already in the Gospels that they actually discussed. Well, uh, Peter, James, and John, when they were on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus, they were wondering about what he meant by rise again. What did that mean? Did that mean like come forth from the dead? Is that what he's saying? Well, here again, we have the same thing with the disciples. They didn't understand it. But then on top of that, they did not understand his statement. They were not knowing it. But they were afraid to ask him. Now, why would they be afraid to ask him? Well, we've already seen how Jesus has handled some things. With Peter, when Peter says some things, right? And you think, well, maybe they didn't. Uh, they weren't. They didn't want to be pointed out or something like that. Or perhaps they were afraid of what a proper understanding of that statement might be. Regardless, verse thirty-three, we read this: They came to Capernaum. And when he was in the house, 
he began to question them. So they come to the house where they stayed, and they're in Capernaum, and he asked them, Jesus asked them this question, what were you discussing on the way? So as they're traveling along, you have uh, the entourage of the 12 disciples, and then you have other disciples, other people following, and they're not all, you know, in one little group. They're, they're, they're going along a path. They're stretched out. And they were discussing something, and he knew it. And he asked him, uh, what were you discussing? I love the way Mark candles this, verse 34. <clears throat> but they kept silent, for on the way they had discussed with one another which one of them was the greatest. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. You know, sometimes we read this and we go, really, guys, why were y'all thinking that? How could you be thinking that? But then... You take a moment and reflect and realize we do the same exact thing. Okay? We may not be arguing with one another and debating with one another which one is the greatest in this way. But, boy, we do a lot of preening and posturing, do we not? Yeah, particularly within church leadership. Oh, my. It's, uh, it's, it's just the saddest thing. You know, I don't know how many times I've heard, oh, well, we got to uh, we got to quit doing this this way because somebody thinks that, uh, you're trying to take their position or trying to take their power or <coughs> they're the ones in charge and et cetera, all that kind of foolishness. So what did Jesus do? Well, he sat down, verse 35. Sitting down, he called the 12 and he said to them, if anyone wants to be first, he shall be last of all and the servant of all. So Jesus asked, us, asked them, what were you discussing? Nobody answered. They remained silent. Well, why did Jesus ask if he already knew? God does this all the time. He asked, when he already knows everything, to give us opportunity to respond, to give us an opportunity perhaps to repent, to come clean, you know, confirm, verify, whatever, you know. Well, Jesus knew, so he calls the 12 together, and he tells them, if anyone wants to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. In other words, you're worried about who is the greatest. You want to be the greatest? You want to be first? Then you need to be the servant of all. You need to be last of all. And taking a child, he set him before them. And taking him in his arms, he said to him, Whoever receives one child like this in my name receives me. And whoever receives me does not receive me, but him who sent me. Okay, y'all are wondering about your posturing. You're wondering about your position. You're wondering about your power. You're wondering about your hierarchy. I'll give you the hierarchy. If you want to be first, you've got to be the last of all. You've got to be servant of all. And not only that, you need to receive one another like a child. What does he say? Whoever receives one child like this in my name, someone sincere, someone innocent, you receive me. And whoever receives me does not receive me, but him who sent me. He says, not only are you receiving me, but you are receiving him who sent me. Who is the one who sent Jesus? <laughs> yeah, the Most High God. You want to be in right relationship with the Most High God? That can only happen in and through the Lord Jesus Christ and being in right relationship with him and receiving him and then manifesting all that he has within your life. 
and all that he's called us to do. To walk as servant of all, to live as servant of all, as last of all. It's sort of surprising when you look at these things because these are the same exact type of issues that we deal with today. And we forget sometimes that uh, Jesus was dealing with his people also. Okay? A lot for us to learn here. A lot for us to glean and to understand. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.